Hello, my name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and welcome to Patient Stories, episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. I met Ms. K when I was at a military hospital. She was actually a physician herself, more of a generalist, with a practice in primary care at the same institution. I was actually surprised to see her on my schedule, since most of the time, the active military personnel went to their own officer MDs, not someone in the medical corps, where I was positioned. Apparently, after talking with her for a few minutes, this was actually purposeful. She wanted someone from the outside, as she noted, to evaluate her case. Ms. K had been stationed overseas in the Gulf region prior to attending the military medical school and had seen some limited action on the front during the Gulf War. She recalled having to deal with fires, from missiles raining down on buildings around her to set fires by her group behind them to putting them out. This was what her company was responsible for. Her active tour was about a year, and apparently she returned to the States and was allowed to attend medical school and Maryland. During medical school, she began having respiratory problems and was worked up and treated by her physicians, including the pulmonary service for allergies and asthma, although this was diagnosed as adult onset. She was on a Vendolin inhaler as needed and noted this definitely made her feel better when she had a respiratory event. Over the next few years, Ms. K finished school, did her GMO year as well as one additional year, when she noted she was having a rash in her lower legs and specifically pain in her foot. She attributed this mostly to a contact dermatitis. When questioned further, she did admit that her asthma seemed to get worse at this time as well. I then asked why she wanted to see me rather than go to the usual channels of the other officers. I don't want people to think that I'm a wimp, she noted. Asking to her explain, she said, look, it's tough enough to be a woman in the military. It's also hard to be a doc. I don't want any excuses to block me from my next assignment. I assured her that our interactions were confidential, but also noted that anyone could request her chart. To that, she had an answer as well, since this was the time before electronic medical records. You know how hard it is to pull down charts. I'm not worried about that part. She smiled, and I could only grunt in reluctant agreement. It did bother me, however, that she was so worried that her commanding officers and peers would think, due to her being a woman, being a doctor, and being felt vulnerable, that she was having problems. That was something that we would discuss later. I concentrated on her case, however, and examined her. It was very clear that she had a neuropathy, and indeed several of them. They weren't diffuse, but rather followed a specific pattern of nerves in a very characteristic way. I asked the patient if we could get some electrodiagnostic testing, which she refused. She noted, I'll need to have one of the other captains do that, and I'm not ready for it. So we decided to take a stepwise approach on her case, albeit with uh, some considerable trepidation on my part. I was suspicious that she was sicker than she thought. So we obtained some blood tests, and not unexpectedly, she was both anemic and had very high levels of a certain white blood cell called eosinophils which, while it could occur with asthma, would be very unusual given the amounts noted. When informed of this, she noted that her rash was getting worse as well, and therefore I insisted on additional testing, the electrodiagnostic evaluation, and it did confirm something called a mononeuritis multiplex, multiple single nerves being afflicted, and ultimately, we got her to see the dermatologists, 
who biopsied her skin lesions and found granulomas, which created a parsimonious picture of a disorder called a systemic vasculitis, or eosinic granulomatosis with polyangiitis, also known as Churg-Strauss syndrome. I have to say, it took about six months to make the diagnosis due to the patient's sensitivity about appearances, during which she certainly got worse. With the patient's permission, I took it upon myself to speak with her commanding officer, a major, as well as one of the staff liaisons to the chief medical officer, to note that this syndrome could be addressed with medications and that Ms. K would almost certainly be able to continue practicing and training as required by the medical team at the hospital. I also asked about fears of medical officers losing assignments because of disorders of one type or another, to which both officers noted this was uncommon, but certainly was a fear of most of the staff. We have to do a better job at dismissing this idea, one officer told me. It is incredibly prevalent. Everything is couched as not admitting weakness. I thanked him for his time, noting that in the Corps at least, none of us had this fear. He acknowledged this as well, noting it takes leadership to drive this type of change. Ms. K was treated with both steroids and a cytotoxic chemotherapy agent at a low dose by the rheumatology service, to which she responded quite well and was actually able to significantly decrease the use of her Ventolin inhaler. Her rash and peripheral neuropathy also responded. She continued to practice in the primary care clinic and actually, the last I heard, had moved up to one of the family practice medicine slots that were available for doctors at her level. While I was glad to have been able to help in her care, I was even more happy to have been able to play or at least emphasize to the powers that be, in a small way, the need to address concerns of these soldiers who aim high to be the best they can be. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Illegitimati non cabarandum. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.